What's up, everybody? I, this is not planned. There's a lot going on at my house, so you may hear kids or the stuff going on. So, um, but I wanted, uh, given today's events, I wanted to put an episode out because I have some thoughts. And traditionally, when I do an episode that's just me hanging out, I, it's usually just, you know, information-based where I'm sharing, you know, factual data with regards to, you know, a particular subject that I'm trying to educate or help enlighten people with. Here's the problem that I have. Today's episode is not factual. It is completely opinion-based and feelings and emotion and and all of the things. So I want to start by us taking a trip down memory lane. Let's go four years back. <clears throat> And a man comes down an escalator and says, I am running for president. And everybody laughed at him. And all of the establishment, all of the media, all, all of the people, the only person who didn't was Ann Coulter. And, and everybody laughed. And they said, who can possibly take this seriously? What's interesting and what several people don't know is that many years ago, Hillary Clinton actually said and was quoted in a newspaper article and said, I hope that more people like Donald Trump run for office because he can't be bought. And, you know, of course, that didn't come out, you know, before now. And and nobody talks about that because we don't like talking about the fact that our politicians are bought. We don't like discussing the fact that their decisions have nothing to do with their constituents. They have everything to do with the special interest groups and the lobbyists who are providing money for their campaigns. It, it, it doesn't have anything to do with you and me. It has to do with them and their money. So I, I did a huge article about this, but a lot of people don't like to read. So I'm going to probably offer some conjecture straight from my article into this episode. But anyway, Donald Trump comes down the escalator and he says, I am running for president of the United States. And one by one, he absolutely annihilates every single candidate that is running against him in the primary. And he becomes the Republican candidate for president of the United States running against Hillary Clinton. And and then we see, you know, the investigation start and he's a Russian agent and Putin is helping him and and all of this, you know, it, if if I'm getting ready to run what used to be the greatest country in the world, I am going to probably want to start conversations with my enemies not on a hostile note. I'm probably not going to say, fuck Putin. I'm not doing business with him. I'm not talking to him. You don't you don't start conversations with hateful language. So being the businessman and the salesperson that Donald Trump is, he starts saying, you know, Putin seems like a pretty decent guy. I think I'll sit down and have a conversation with him. How do, how do you stroke a narcissist's ego? You talk about how great they are, how much you respect them, how much you admire them. So that, the, uh, which of course, I'm sure Putin knew that it was all bullshit too. But the whole point is, you don't start conversations with other countries by talking about wanting to annihilate them or go to war with them or any of that kind of stuff. The only people that talked about Donald Trump going to war with Russia was all of the media and all of the Democrats saying, oh my God, Trump's going to have access to the nuclear codes and he's going to blow the whole world up. Like 
the amount of hysteria that took place over the presidential campaign in 2016 about how horrible and downtrodden this country would become if he became president was exhausting. And then as a as a person who is a free-thinking individual and you know looked at the two candidate options that I had, under no circumstances would I ever you couldn't you could have walked up to me and said, "Heather, I will give you 1 million dollars if you will vote for Hillary Clinton." And I still would have turned you down. That's how much I am morally opposed to that woman as a human being. Just as a human being. So therefore, I jumped on, quote unquote, the Trump train. And I looked, do I like him as a person? I've said that on multiple episodes. I've said it in in multiple conversations with people. I don't like, you know, that he said he could grab women by the pussy. I also looked at the context of the conversation. You know, he's saying, you know, yeah, when you're in a position of power, women throw themselves at you. That's true. There's nothing false about the statement that he made. He he said you could even grab them by the pussy and they'd still let you. Like, and that's true. You know, women who thrive off of men in positions of power do throw themselves at them and would let them do that if it meant they got X, Y, Z in return. And and that's that's not a lie. There's nothing false about that. But once the clip was, was cut, that is how he was treated for a very long time. Fine. Take your clips out of context. Make the man the villain that you want him to be. Whatever. Move, move forward. So now we're getting close to the end of the election. We've got... Russiagate and Hillary's emails and we've got all of these like competing conversations going on and James Comey is investigating Donald Trump and at the same time he's investigating Hillary Clinton and oh we're gonna reopen the investigation but just kidding no we're not and and it's just a lot of like a lot of stuff going on but what we did notice or what I noticed personally is the decline of the media we noticed for what in the first time in my life became editorialized content and no news. There was there was so much going on in the world. There was so much going on in the campaign about what the two candidates were promising for the people of this country that wasn't ever highlighted. It wasn't ever discussed. It wasn't ever really delved into. It was just Hillary Clinton's going to be the president. Y'all should accept it. This man is a is a piece of shit and we don't like him, so we're going to trash him nonstop. We're going to spend every hour of coverage that we have making you hate this man. And then the American people who live outside of this bubble of elitism listened to the man who ran on a platform of caring about them, of caring about the country that they live in of caring about whether or not they're able to put food on their tables. The man talked about how many people in this country feel left behind. And when I say left behind, I don't mean left behind in the context of, oh, I want government to take care of me. When I say left behind, I mean abused by the government. I mean we are taken for granted by the people who are supposed to represent us and our interests in government. And 
He struck a nerve so deep and so heavy in this country that resoundingly, the American people said, we have had enough. They voted Donald Trump in in overwhelming numbers to the point where Hillary Clinton had no choice. She couldn't contest the election. Fast forward. Donald Trump is now president of the United States. You have people like, well, hold on, let me back up real quick. So one of Hillary Clinton's token lines in her in her running for president, and and I think that this probably is a line that if anyone really asked her and she wanted to be honest and not political about her response, I think that she would say this line is probably what ruined her candidacy and and also solidified the fact that she would not win the election. And it is when she called half of the country a basket full of deplorables. And it it clearly just illustrated in such massive blinking red lights. We are elite. You are the serfs. You answer to us. We are the power in this country. And you are nothing. And, and it was... It was so clear at that point that we needed somebody who who cared about us as citizens, us as a country. And and when I say us as a country, stop stop looking everywhere else in the world and let's maybe focus right here at home. So he won the he won the presidency. And then you had the likes of Kamala Harris, Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Adam Schiff. I I really could go through the whole gambit of high-profile Washington elites, including, please don't let me forget, John Brennan, Ben Rhodes, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Clapper, McCabe, all of the people who got the big book deals and the CNN talking head positions to talk about how horrible of a human Donald Trump is and how he's a national security threat and he should have never been in office and and, and all that. But then you also, so you had Russia, 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 Russia for still today, still today, you have quote unquote journalists and people who are in the media and positions of power who still suggest that Donald Trump is a Russian agent and that he's working for the Kremlin. So you've had Tons of people fomenting on that other 50% of the population that actually listened to them. You've had them fomenting that hatred, that disdain, that he he's not one of us. He doesn't care about us. He'd, and the entire time, he spent his entire presidency trying to reach out to the other side. Trying to reach out to black Americans, trying to reach out to Hispanic Americans, trying to reach out to other the other side of the fence and say, hey, look, I, I care about all Americans. Come over to our side. We're here for America. We're here to make this country better. But you didn't have that on the left. You had the left feeding the beast. You had the left talking about how horrible Trump supporters are. How awful Donald Trump is. He's he's gonna take your rights away. He's gonna he's gonna do all the bad things to you. He he's a horrible person and he's a Russian agent. And you know, you had them just stirring that pot, just stirring that pot. If you see them in the streets, approach them, do not give them comfort. 
Um, I'll never forget seeing Maxine Waters on national television telling people to get up in people's faces if they support Donald Trump. Bother him in restaurants. And and so sure enough, Sarah Huckabee can't even sit down and have dinner with her family without somebody trying to ruin it for her. See, and then you've had Nancy Pelosi. All of them, every single one of them have spent countless minutes and hours on television telling every person that was willing to listen that they needed to put us in our place. They needed to make us realize that we are we are less than them. We are not full human. We are we are inadequate as human beings and we deserve to be told so. We deserve for you to be in our face. And so when you would see a Donald Trump rally or, or anything like that, you'd see women walking around with eggs smashed all over them. You'd see them chased in the streets by Antifa. You'd see them bashing in their car windows because they had a Trump flag on their on their vehicle. You'd see them treating Trump supporters as less than, as as inadequate. And you've you've had this, you four years of this beating us down constantly in the media, in politics, in any respect whatsoever. Even people that are quote-unquote Republicans spending every dime that they have going towards the Lincoln Project to trash anybody who supports or Donald Trump himself. And you've had that for four years, these people. And then you have the build up. Now we're now we're in election season. So let's start at the beginning of 2020. At the beginning of this year, you have the beginning of the virus and you can go back and you can look at my blog and I had a post about the virus very early on and I said y'all are not prepared for what's coming. Well, Democrats seized that opportunity to impeach the president on a phone call with Ukraine and you can go and listen or read the entire transcript of the phone call. This phone call was, in my opinion, completely above board, especially considering at this point Ukraine has brought charges against our incoming president of the United States. They have literally filed formal charges against him for corruption. But that's neither here nor there. We don't talk about that. It's like Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight Club. Um, so... So we find out about this. Now we're, we're impeaching the president of the United States because he's trying to use the power of his office against an, an incoming potential. Because at this point, the primary hadn't even happened yet. You're trying to affect the outcome of the election. But we didn't know that Joe Biden was going to be the presidential candidate. Wouldn't that be something if I were a Democrat, I would want that have worked out and and I would get to find out if the person who I was potentially going to put into the running for president, I could kind of find out if there was anything corrupt or anything bad going on with him. No, shh, we don't talk about that. And so that gets just flushed under the rug. He's impeached, he's acquitted, whatever. All of that's done. And now we're in a position where because he's spent so much time fighting impeachment and defending himself, he hasn't been able to really focus on the thing that is getting ready to really impact us, which is COVID. And so COVID comes and 
COVID's bad, man. If you have an underlying health condition, it's not a good thing for you to have. I get that. And I also have said that the entire time. But if you are young, you are healthy, you have no underlying health conditions, it is it is relatively close to the flu and it should have been treated as such from the beginning. Donald Trump comes out and says, hey, you know what? I'm hearing some things in Italy. Hydroxychloroquine looks like it could be a good, you know, treatment for along with zinc and uh, azithromycin. It's called the Zelenko protocol or something like that. But anyway, he comes out and says he thinks he's hearing good things about it. And then what happens? Well, practicing physicians are like, yeah, I've been been prescribing this for years to my patients. And it's an, you know, it's an antiviral. Maybe it would, you know, start prescribing it to their patients. Hey, you know what? We're having good success with this. People aren't going to the hospital. But nope. Shh. Can't talk about that. So now you've started this. The media has started not only sh- not talking about stuff. You're now censoring me. Now I, as a practicing physician, cannot put a video out. And not only that, my governor is saying that he'll remove my license to practice medicine if I continue to prescribe this drug that I feel is working well for my patients. The governor of my state, who's not a doctor, but but has decided that I don't know what's best for my patients. And um, that governor says, hey, you know what? I've got the power right now because we're in a state of emergency. I'm just going to go ahead and lock this down. I'm going to decide which businesses are essential. And I'm really going to go after those mom and pop shops because I know that's the 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 bloodline of America. So I'm going to put them out of business because Amazon has promised they're going to give me a whole lot of money in the next election. And so... Yeah, let me just put some of these people out of business and I'll totally be able to help them. Let me lock my state down. And I don't know if that's true or not. Like I said, this is all opinion and conjecture. So, but, you know, <laughs> at this point, I put nothing past these people. And so I'm going to lock my state down. Your job, not essential. Your job, I need my Big Macs, man. So McDonald's, you need to stay open. Your shop, that you have worked really hard for, not nah, you're not essential. But Lowe's, man, I'm thinking about doing some spring cleaning because I've closed all government offices. So let me get my plants and my my wood. I want to work on the house a little bit because you know staycation. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna lock you down. But Lowe's and Home Depot, y'all can stay open. And um, man, we I still need food like when I'm. I'm not eating out privately in restaurants that I've closed down. So uh, let's keep those grocery stores open. Walmart, you can stay open. That little mom and pop on the shop on the corner, we'll let you guys stay open. But if we see your area becoming a hot spot, we may shut you down too. And you watched business after business shut down. And you watched people lose their entire life savings. And then you shut the schools down. So you turned dual income households into single income households overnight because parents were desperate. Where where am I taking my child? Call the daycare people. I'm so sorry, we're already full. We can't take your kid. Call anyone that will not only take your child, but will also make sure that they're going through class all day long. And you've put this strain on families. You have literally pushed them to a limit. They can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. Divorce rates are through the roof. Suicide is through the roof. 
drug use is through the roof, let us make you as fucking miserable as we possibly can. Let us make you poor. Let us make you hate your life. Let us make you hate everything. And then we'll look like saviors when we open the world back up. You love your government. They work hard for you. Just kidding. They didn't fucking work at all. And then when they did decide to work, they said, you know, I think these foreign governments really need our money that our taxpayers have worked so hard for. And the Kennedy Center, Jesus, these people get a lot of money for not being open. And and the American people don't have anything to do. So they've been sitting and watching C-SPAN. They've been sitting and watching where you're allocating their dollars. They have time to sit down and read a 5,000-page bill when you try to vote on it. They have time to sit there and look at what you're doing with their money. And they don't like it. And then the election comes, okay? So the election is here, and we all watch For the first time, at least in my lifetime, you watch on election. Well, first, let's lead up to election. You have governors, secretaries of state, and even judiciaries that are bypassing the legislature and saying, I know the legislature passed this law, but let's tweak this a little bit and go ahead and allow this additional measure without going through the legislature. That's unconstitutional. That that is illegal. And any vote that was cast through that method should not count. So we watched the law be broken in that regard. But we also watched the law get broken in so many other ways. And normally I think that this happens all the time. I think that dead people vote all the time. I think that double voters exist. I think that out-of-state voters come back and they vote. I think that this happens every single election. I don't think that this is anything new. I think it's just been so accepted over the years with it in their own, uh, you know, within their own society and their own halls that they've been okay. Well, you got me this time. I'll I'll get you the next time around. You know, it's just like this good old boys club where it's okay, you know, that you got beat, even though you know, you actually won. And you're you're watching this process take place. But we as citizens, again, we're at home. We're not doing anything. We're watching all of this take place. Now we're seeing all of this and we're like, wait a minute, that's the person I voted for that got screwed out of their position, but nobody's actually standing up for for this process. Nobody's saying, hey, let's not count all of the dead votes. Let's not count all of the double votes. Let's actually go grab those ballots out of Fulton County, Georgia, and see if there's a single fucking crease on one of those fucking pieces of paper. There's nobody saying that. And then, you know, it just all goes nuts and to hell in a handbasket. And no legitimate, quote unquote, news source, no CNNs, no MSNBCs, no Fox Newses. They don't want to talk about dead voters. Because why? It doesn't sell. It's not something that gets people looking at the television. What they don't understand is that it does. What they don't understand is the American people do want the answers. I do want to know how so many people who are not alive anymore requested and casted votes in this election. How did that happen? Who who did it on their behalf? Are are those situations being investigated? Who's doing the investigations? 
How's it going? There was a report that DNI Ratliff was supposed to have out by what date? December 23rd. And here it is, January 6th. And we still have no report about foreign interference in the election. So I, you know, the American people have sat here and we've watched and we've watched you censor us and we've watched you put your thumb on top of us and you want us to accept it. You want us to buckle and say, okay, I will, I will bow down to the man one more time. It's okay this time because I know next time you'll listen to me. I know next time you'll represent me. But that's all a lie because they're not going to. They don't represent you. They don't give a fucking shit about any of you, any of us. They don't care about anyone. And it's not. Everybody keeps calling this a quote unquote civil war. It's not a civil war. It's a revolutionary war. That we went, everybody's like, oh, well, what happened today? That's, that's not what America is about. Oh, yes, it fucking is. And I understand a woman lost her life in the Capitol building today, and that is atrocious. It's absolutely fucking terrible that she lost her life, and I feel so bad for her and her family. And I am genuine about that. I really, from the bottom of my heart, mean that. I I wish that things had remained peaceful. Peaceful, I still am supportive. That is the people's house. That's, that, that is not who has the power is sitting in that room. The, the power rests with the people who were outside of that building. And they have every right to enter that building and witness the process taking place. Listen to the debate that's on the floor. They have every right to witness that because that is their house. It does not belong to the people who are supposed to be representing them. So I I watched today as Antifa members hijacked a movement. I watched as men who had been participating in other rallies at other locations in multiple functions I watched them hijack a movement and then other people, you know, just like any other situation, they fell in line and, and, and played along. And that's sad. And it's, it's disappointing that that's how everything went down. So I want to preface what I'm about to say with that. But if you think for one single second that I don't think there needs to be a reckoning about who has the power in this country, you're mistaken. That's what this entire podcast was originally started for. It is we, the people. Our Declaration of Independence literally says, if you have a government that no longer represents you, you have the right to overthrow that government. And I'm telling you right now that if there's not some self-reflection in both the House and the Senate about who they work for, there's going to be much, much worse than what you saw today. Because people are tired. We're tired of you going and getting your blowouts from the, the salon that you shut down so you can go on television later that evening. So you can stand in your kitchen and eat your $12 ice cream in front of your $20,000 Sub-Zero freezers while you shit on the American people. We're tired of you shutting down all of the restaurants and then you go sit with all your friends that supported you shutting it down through the health department and and enjoying your fine $5,000 meal. We're so tired. We're so, so tired of the double standard. We're tired of watching you tell us, don't gather with your family for Thanksgiving. Don't gather with your family for Christmas. You'll infect everybody. You'll kill everyone. It is a for us, but not for you. Rules for thee, but not 
for me. And if you if you can't look inside yourself and see that taking away the livelihoods of millions of Americans and then sending their money overseas and letting them watch you do it while you literally pull out your dick and piss on them with $600. If you don't see that that caused a huge fucking rift in this country in in measurable terms, then you are blind and you don't deserve to serve in office. And if you want to lay blame on President Trump, you can blame him for drawing attention to the fact that the media is completely moved from news to propaganda. You can blame him for showcasing the fact that there is a uniparty. There is not a Republican and a Democrat party. I mean, we saw with this omnibus bill, psh, fuck it, we'll just send money wherever. We'll just sign this. It's close to Christmas. Nobody's paying attention. It's all good. And it's it's not all good. And we're tired. We're so tired. And, you know, love him or hate him, Donald Trump, you can blame him for drawing attention to the fact that not a fucking one of you cares about any of us. And we know that now. We are well aware of that. So those of you who who are comfortable in your lifelong positions of government should not get so comfortable because 2022 is coming very quickly. Campaigning starts on January 21st. If you want someone to blame, look no further than a mirror. If you want someone to blame, look no further than the United States media. You have fomented the hate and the absolute rage that is currently taking place in this country. You cannot lay that at Donald Trump's feet. You cannot lay that at the American people's feet. You have allowed people to burn cities to the ground with no repercussions. And you have sat in front of us and said, eh, it's mostly peaceful when it wasn't. And we could see with our, there is a man on CNN standing in front of the camera saying, yeah, it's mostly peaceful here, while a building burns to the ground behind him. Like we're stupid. You have done nothing except them bring on and interview someone like Kamala Harris, who is the future vice president of this country. And she says, no, they won't stop. They shouldn't stop. They should keep going long after. And so they have. So if you want someone to blame, Look at yourselves. That's, I mean, look in, look no further than the mirror that is in your hallway or your bathroom. Look no further than the media who has worked so diligently to make the citizens of this country hate one another. Because you guys have succeeded and you saw the fruits of your labor today. You saw a, a group of individuals who have been so emboldened that you let them throw Molotov cocktails and frozen bottles of water and pipe bombs at police officers trying to protect a federal building in Portland. You've you've let them tear down statues. You've let them deface public property. You've let them completely run this country to the ground. And then today, <laughs> they show up in your backyard and you want to act all affronted. You want to act like you're, oh my God, this Donald Trump has let this happen. Donald Trump is the horrible human being who who brought all these people here who did all of this. Um, No, the, the protest today was peaceful until the members that you have let run this country into the ground over the course of the last year into the halls 
of, of quote unquote your house and and they show up in your yard to play and y'all want to close your sandbox you want to say ah I don't like you guys anymore I don't want you in here we we completely condemn this behavior but you only condemn it now because it actually affects you it wasn't your houses and your businesses that they've been burning down all year it it they show up in your yard today and and now we want to talk about how maybe this isn't probably isn't such a good group to be holding hands and playing with anymore. And so I encourage you to do a bit of self-reflection. I can I can definitely provide any of the members whose names I have mentioned on this podcast episode the clips um, of where you have literally condoned and encouraged this behavior over the course of the last year. And not one time has the President of the United States come out and said, yes, we want you to keep up this behavior. This is good. Keep burning down businesses. It's mostly peaceful. You're doing a great job. Keep going. He has condemned every single time. And y'all find a way to try to say that he hasn't. He puts out a video today telling his supporters, hey, y'all, you know what? It's gotten out of hand. Y'all go home, go in peace. Twitter takes that video down and, and closes his Twitter account because he actually said something good. And we can't let that get out now, can we? So I'm sure I'm sure this won't last long because it's that's the truth. It's how an, an American actually feels in their own country um, where they have so little power because it all resides with a bunch of people who are old and don't care about anyone but themselves. So y'all take care of yourself and take care of your families and I wish you all the best. But I had to put something out today because it was a bit emotional in the beginning and I do apologize for that, but I got heated in the end. So there you go. But good night. You guys take care.